Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8. And we'll be looking at verses 27 through 33. As you're turning there, you know, Satan's biggest triumph in the world today is he has gotten many people to believe he does not even exist. People also fail to realize or fail to realize what is satanic and what isn't satanic. People have a false notion of what is satanic. They have a false notion of what is evil and what isn't evil. So much so that they have turned upside down the word and the law of God and they are doing things that are inherently evil and many of them don't even realize it. Now why is this happening? It happens because very few people believe that Satan even exists. This unbelief helps the devil in his cause. And his cause is to get people to not believe God. Not believe the word of God. But when we also look at the cause of Satan, his cause is also a hatred of the cross of Jesus Christ. He hates the cross because the cross led to his ultimate defeat. But when we look at the satanic and the Satanism in society today, everything satanic is against the cross and what it stands for. And it's important for Christians to understand what is satanic and what, how it affects the world today. So what I want you to do is, again, look at Mark chapter 8, verses 27 through 33. It's written, And Jesus went out and his disciples unto the towns of Caesarea Philippi. And by the way, he asked his disciples, saying unto them, Whom do men say that I am? And they answered, Some say John Baptist, and some Elijah, and some one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Then Peter answered and said unto him, Thou art that Christ. And he sharply charged them that concerning him they should tell no man. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and should be reproved of the elders and of the high priest and of the scribes and be slain and within three days rise again. And he spake that thing boldly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Then he turned back and looked on his disciples and rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou understandest not the things that are of God, but the things that are of men. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship together. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word and just help us, Lord, to... Just look to your word for guidance. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship. Just illuminate your word. Just 
Hide me behind the cross today, Lord, and let the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those that could not make it today, those that may be traveling, those that are sick and shut in. We just lift them up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today, that you would just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. And Lord, if there is anyone that needs to make any decision today, just pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in this passage of scripture, we see two dynamics. Two dynamics. The first is Peter's declaration about Jesus Christ. Jesus asked the question that every person must answer. And what he asked his disciples, he says, first and foremost, whom do men say that I am? And they answered him. Some say that you are John the Baptist. Some say that you are Elijah. Some say that you are one of the other prophets. But then he asks a question directed at the disciples solely. He says, who do you say that I am? And then Peter makes this grand declaration about Jesus Christ. He says, thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. And then if you turn over to Matthew 16, verse 17, after Peter says this, Jesus tells him, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. My Father revealed this to you. So the first dynamic that we see here is what the Father <laughs> reveals. The Father reveals Jesus Christ. He reveals Christ, and then through Christ, the Son of God, the cross is also revealed because Jesus starts to teach them concerning what is about to happen. I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be turned over to the scribes and the Pharisees and the priests, and then they're going to turn me over to the Gentiles, and I'm going to be crucified, and I will raise on the third day. That's the first dynamic, what the Father reveals. But we also have another dynamic, and that comes from what Peter says next. Peter takes Jesus aside, and he rebukes Jesus. I can hear Peter right now saying, this ain't going to happen. We're not going to let it happen. And then look at what Jesus tells him. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. Satan. He calls Peter Satan. Why? Why does he call him Satan? What we see here is the second dynamic. The second dynamic is satanic. It's what Satan reveals. And Satan reveals a hatred of the cross. 
He reveals a hatred of the cross. That's what we see here. Peter was called Satan because at that moment he was rejecting the mission of Christ. He was rejecting the cross. He wanted a Christ without the cross. That is satanic. It's satanic. I mean, think about something. The Father had revealed Jesus Christ to Peter. Peter was being used by God the Father to glorify the Son and then moments later Peter allows himself to be used by Satan to reject the cross. We see Satan's hatred of the cross revealed in the temptations of Jesus Christ as well. Turn over to Matthew real quick. Look at Matthew chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, we have the temptations of Christ. Now we're not going to read all that passage, but I want to point some things out to you. Look at the first thing. Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And when Satan comes to Christ to tempt him, the first thing Satan does is he says, you see that those rocks on the ground right there? If you're the Son of God, make these rocks turn into bread and eat. You might be thinking, well, Brother Jeff, how does that reject the cross of Christ? What we see in these temptations is drawn out in the last temptation that Satan does for Jesus Christ. Basically, he's saying, if you fall down and worship me, I'm going to give you everything. So right here, what you can see is Satan saying, if you're the son of God, you don't have to go to the cross. All you have to do is fulfill the needs of the people. Just give them what they want. Give them every need that they desire. Just like you desire food right now, give the people food. Give them what they want, and you don't have to go to the cross. We see it with the second temptation as well. If you look at what happens, he takes Christ up to the pinnacle of the temple and says, if you're the son of God, you know, the scripture says God's going to give his angels charge over thee. Why don't you throw yourself down? And you'll have it all. Why? Because people want a miracle. People like seeing great things happen. But you know what we find in the gospels? People are fickle, aren't they? Because Christ had been healing the sick. 
He had raised the dead. He had fed the multitudes. He was teaching the people about repentance and the kingdom of God. And after all of these things that they had seen for three years, they reject Christ. They reject Him. And say, we have no king but Caesar. But here, Satan is saying, you don't have to go to the cross if you throw yourself off the pinnacle of the temple. People are going to see that and they're going to start worshiping you. But then we see the crux of all of it. He takes Christ up to a high mountain and he shows Christ all the kingdoms of the world and he says, I will give you everything because all of these things belong to me and they belong to me because people are spiritually dead. Of course, he doesn't say that, but that's why it belongs to Satan. I'll give you all of these things if you worship me. You won't have to go to the cross at all because I'll give you all the political power in the world. And then what does Christ do? He says the same thing he tells Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. For thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And you will worship God only. And you will serve him. So what we see in the temptations of Christ is that Satan hates the cross. And that's what we see with Peter. Peter rebukes Christ when Christ says he's got to go to the cross. And Satan hates the cross because the cross led to his defeat. Satan was ultimately defeated at the cross. He was defeated at the cross when all the sins of humanity went through Jesus Christ and was cleansed by his blood. And he was defeated at the cross when Christ rose from the dead. But he tried to tempt Christ from the cross and he moved Peter to rebuke Christ from going to the cross. And we also see the hatred of the cross even today. We see it even today. You know, Satan is alive and well in today's society. But, you know, in today's society, we see a satanic hatred of the cross and what it stands for. It's a satanic hatred of the cross. We see it in society, but sadly we also see it in some churches. We see it in some denominations. Now what do I mean? First, what does the cross represent? It represents God's sacrifice for sins. It represents what God has done for us. The Father gives His only begotten Son to die for our sins. But what happens when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior? We move from a spiritual death to spiritual life. 
basically our allegiance changed. We moved from being in Satan's camp and on our way to hell to being a child of God and on our way to heaven. But what happens in society today? Now before we go into that, I want to give you just something to think about. One need not worship Satan to be satanic. And when we look at what's happening in society, you will see why. One need not worship Satan to be satanic. Think about what's going on in society today. We have a love of sin. We have a society that is completely and utterly rejected God. Think about how society was 500 years ago. Think about how society was 200 years ago. At the time of the revolution in the United States, the majority of the people went to church. We see the same thing in the 1800s. We see the same thing in the early 1900s. And then what do we see? We see a gradual falling away of society from going to church, from worshiping God. We see the same thing happen in Great Britain. We see the same thing happen in Europe. Now think about something. In the Netherlands, I was reading something the other day. You know in the Netherlands, just to tell you how bad it was, or has become, if you think about the Netherlands, and how Christianity had spread through the Netherlands in history, 70% of the population is atheistic now in the Netherlands. We see the same thing happening in Europe. But we also see the same thing happening in the United States. One does not have to worship Satan to be satanic. All you have to do is see what they stand for. People have completely and utterly rejected the cross, and as a result, they are rejecting Christ. They are rejecting God. They're rejecting the Word of God, and we see this and what people have started to do in their lives. They completely and utterly reject biblical morality. So much so that Murder, pornography, prostitution, drug use, alcohol use, homosexuality, pedophilia, all of these different things are becoming accepted by society. Becoming accepted by society. Being celebrated. Being embraced. But sadly, many of these things are being embraced by people that claim to be Christians. But when they reject biblical morality, they are rejecting the Son of God. And they are satanic. Because they are cleaving to things that are satanic. 
You do not have to worship Satan to be satanic. I mean, how many pastors, how many churches are teaching a rejection of Jesus Christ? Twenty years ago, now, twenty years ago, and we've seen the gradual decline since then, but 20 years ago, the Presbyterian Church held a vote to see on whether or not Christ was the Son of God. Think about that. John Calvin's rolling around in his grave right now. They are teaching a rejection of Christ. They are teaching a rejection of the substitutionary atonement of Christ on the cross. They are teaching a rejection of the virgin birth. And they reject that Christ died for sins. They reject the resurrection of Christ. You had an Episcopal bishop in New Jersey that was telling people that Christ never rose from the dead. Think about that. And we wonder why we see a decline in Christianity in the United States. It's because the church is rejecting Christ. People that claim to be Christians are rejecting Christ. And as a result, they are becoming satanic. Why? Because that rejection of Christ is rejecting the cross. And what the cross stands for. They're doing exactly what Satan wants. And they're doing this without worshiping Satan. They're not telling people in their congregations to worship Satan. But they're satanic. And what they're teaching. Because what they are teaching are lies that come right out of the pit of hell, right from Satan. Now many think that this can happen. But Brother Jeff, churches would never do that. Look at what happened to Peter. Peter who had just been used by the Father to glorify the Son of God, turns right around and lets Satan use him to rebuke Christ from going to the cross. In a matter of moments, that happened. And if it can happen to Peter, it can happen to any Christian. Again, one need not worship Satan to be satanic. And you can see that in society today. You don't see people running around wearing black robes and drawing pentagrams on their floors. Yet they're satanic because they are used by Satan and as a result, they are rejecting the Word of God, they are rejecting the Son of God, and they are rejecting the cross of Jesus Christ. And as a result, they are on their way to hell. Because they're rejecting Christ. 
See, when we cleave to sin, when we go against the Word of God, when we go against the Son of God, when we reject the cross, we are satanic. Because that's exactly what Satan does. Christians can be satanic in their actions. And again, we see this in many churches today. Denominations, seminaries, and this happens because they're rejecting Christ. And they're teaching things that are contrary to the Bible. Yet we must remember that Satan exists. He's alive and well on this planet. And he is out there, as Christ says, seeking whom he may devour, and he's wanting to devour us. See, the world is in Satan's grasp. in his grasp. And we see the effects of this all around us. So as Christians, what we must do is we must pray and seek God's help every day. Every day. We must pray and seek God's help. We must read and study our Bible every day. Because the word of God is one way we defeat Satan. Just look back at the temptation of Christ. How did Christ defeat Satan? By quoting the word of God. He quoted scripture. But then what happens? What does Satan start to do? He starts to quote scripture as well. But Satan mutilated it. He didn't say everything that was there. And what that tells us is that when we are confronted by something that Satan has thrown in our path, if we do not know the Word of God, if we have not learned the Word of God, if we are not studying the Word of God, we're going to look at something and we're going to think it's fine because that's what Satan does. We must know our Bible. And the only way to know the Bible is to study it and to read it. But the Bible also helps us to reject sin because the Bible points out what sin is. The Bible helps us to reject sin and it helps us to reject immorality and it helps us in our turn from wickedness. Remember, Repentance is to turn away from sin and turn to God. The Word of God helps us in doing that. And if we do not use the Word of God, if we do not use prayer, these gifts that God has given us, if we do not rely on the Holy Spirit, we're going to be swallowed up by sin. We're going to 
be swallowed up by the influence of Satan that is affecting the world. So my question to you today is, is Satan influencing your life? Have you fallen to the Satanism that is affecting society? Have you started to cleave to sin and reject the cross of Christ? If so, turn to Christ. Reject the influence of Satan and repent. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon this time. And Lord, if there is anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us. Continue to overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.